welcome to the Movie Watchable Free Tide podcast. We have a special guest today for what is going to be Gab. our first. Is Gab. I was going to get there, I'm Gab. Gab. You didn't get there in time. I always start by saying my name. Don't throw off my rhythm, Dylan. I'm very sensitive to these things. Welcome Those to the guests to listen to before you intro. <laughs> the hierarchy goes Dylan, guest, then Gab. <laughs> That's Bullshit. not true at Bullshit. all. That's not true. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, should I start over? No, never, it never. was too late. Oh, terrible. Okay. So we are going to be talking about a movie that our guest, James Strecker from the Watchtower Database. <laughs> I've got, got the sounds, sound man. Ready. <laughs> he has nominated two movies, which is probably a thing that in terms of preparation, we will never do again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. I'm sorry about that. So many facts were prepared. So many things watching the <laughs> Um, wow. Gab, why don't you tell the people why they're listening to us and then we can get into these two movies. Yeah, absolutely. So I think most importantly, uh, they're probably listening because James is here. Uh, podcast host extraordinaire. James someone Cameron, with a lot director of, of aliens. I stole your joke. Right. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I was, that was on my list for, you know, act two, but it's nah, fine. We'll revisit. Yeah. You, It'll we can pretend I didn't say it. You can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, James, you, you host from what I understand, uh, the Jump on the Batwagon podcast. You got it. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I did it. You guys are right. Have a good day. Um, but I, I do want to know, before I get into why yeah. people are listening to us, um, this is a question that I ask everybody. It's something that's very important to me for absolutely no reason. And okay. the question is, of all the live action Batmans, <laughs> Batmen, uh -huh. Which actor do you think is the real Batman? Like when you think Batman live action, who do you think of? Well, this is the problem because I do get asked this a lot and I have such a lower opinion, like a lesser thought out opinion about the live action one than I do the animated one, because as Dylan will, will attest uh, Batman Masks of the Phantasm, wonderful movie. I don't know anybody who dislikes it, but uh, <laughs> only an idiot. But, <laughs> I didn't say that. That was Dylan. Uh, I I only call Dylan an idiot on voice messages. That was also my favorite <laughs> part about this. By the way, was my introduction to Gab is just me being a complete jackass and you going the balls on this guy as you <laughs> listen to the voice. <laughs> like, oh yeah, whoops, Gab doesn't know me. <laughs> I should probably. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. My Michael Keaton has some good aspects but there's also a lot of like weird goofy Tim Burton-ness to those movies that I'm not a huge fan of uh, Christian Bale is in the movies again or it's the opposite with him where like I don't really love him as Batman but I really like the movies I don't really have a, a good answer to this I'm sorry <laughs> I think okay. I think George Clooney looks the most like what I expect Batman would look like in real life but not while he's not while he's just Bruce Wayne. <laughs> when he, when he's in Batman with his George Clooney chin, I think it works pretty well. <laughs> Can I just say, I what a cowardly answer that is? Where he basically <laughs> took ninety, he took like sixty percent of the live action Batman. It was like they're all great in their own unique and special way. Yeah, wow. but George Clooney. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Val Kilmer, he must hate. Oh, I just he just slips in my mind because it was he was boring. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I have least favorites more than I do favorites. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, live I action did heavy Keaton. lifting in that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's because I knew what he was going to say if I didn't say live action. Because he's going to say exactly <laughs> what you said, mm -hmm. Dylan. Um, but anyway, so 
You are listening to us uh, more than likely because you know, love, respect, listen to James. Um, however, <laughs> don't we're here put yourself too. down like this. I listen to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> appreciate it's it. only because very we have, we have very much advertised ourselves to only his audience. <laughs> I suppose. True. Shout out um, Scotty yeah. Cameron. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Scotty Cameron, our number one listener and right. <laughs> contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, we are experienced in this podcasting thing at this point. We watch movies, we talk about movies, we de- we debate movies, and uh, we're about to do it again today. So here we go. All right, and now I'm going to ask works. two important questions because this is a double feature. Obviously, we're talking about 1979 Alien, 1986 Aliens, and I'm going to go first to Gab. Tell me, what is the movie Alien about? What's this all been about? What am I working toward? You think you know everything about me, don't you? I die, but you're bottom. I bloody well ought to. Alien is about a space crew that uh, is forced to land on a planet after hearing a signal from a derelict ship. Mm. And they find a species. Derelict. They love the word derelict. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they said that it's from a Zulay reference. <laughs> yeah, very deep cut. Um, they they stumble across a, a species uh, via their eggs. Somebody essentially becomes in, infected by the species, and then the alien is on the ship, and then it it threatens, it kills them all. That's the, <laughs> the very very truncated. Yes, but yeah, yeah. Okay, now. Uh, because we're just meshing these two together, I'm like, do I just go straight to James for aliens or do I read the IMDb summary first? No, no, no. Go straight to James. Oh, I was James. just the opposite. But yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it. James, take it's too late. Gab answered yeah. first. What is <laughs> 1986's Aliens about? So the the first one, Alien, ends with her killing the alien and her being Sigourney Weaver, uh, the character of Sigourney Weaver. And she is cryogenically Sigourney frozen. Sigourney Weaver is my favorite character from Alien. Yes, exactly. Me too. Uh <laughs> And goose, uh, goosebumps, Ghostbusters. What I was trying to say, uh, she Ghostbusters, goose, Goosebusters. <laughs> she's trying. She's frozen on the little uh, derelict spacecraft. I don't know if that's the correct use of derelict, but we're going with it. Derelict. Uh, yo, sorry. <laughs> Is this a spaceship for ants? He says, and uh, <laughs> uh, she's floating around. She doesn't know how long it's going to be until she wakes up. But it turns out to be what was it, fifty-seven years, something like that. Uh, and uh, the the company Wayland Utani, which I don't know if they actually say the name of the company in this movie, but I know too much about alien lore, so I'm going to say it. And uh, they're like, "Hey, welcome back! Uh, everyone you know is probably dead." And what happened? And she's like, "Oh, let me tell you." She tells them the plot synopsis of Alien, and they're like, "We don't believe you. You're an idiot. That couldn't possibly have happened." And she's like, "You told us to do it." And they're like, "We don't know what you're talking about. Get out of my face." And then immediately uh, the military is like, we lost contact with the people on the planet that you described. You're probably right. Come with us. We're going to kill all the aliens. And then uh, to do this in a gab-like fashion, uh, they go to the planet and they kill all the aliens. (laughs) Great summations on both parts. Let's see if it matches up with IMDb. I wonder if either one It's exactly the same, yeah. (laughs) So the plot synopsis for Alien the crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. Mm-hmm. If only they had thrown derelict in there. <laughs> only. All right. Should we go over the taglines for Alien? I know one sure. of them. We oh. all should know one of them. And Gab, if you if you don't like the tagline for this movie, you're going to just be wrong. Okay. 
One of the most famous taglines ever in space. No one can hear you scream. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Which is chef's kiss. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the scariest things come from within. Mm. It's a little I on feel the like nose that could also... for me. <laughs> Wait, I kind of feel like that could be a great tagline for either a romantic comedy. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> or for Taco Bell. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like a yeah. weird like uh, Hallmark Christmas movies uh, tagline or something. <laughs> like it could. Yeah. I didn't know I could feel these feelings. Yeah, the exactly. Thing, it's coming from within me. <laughs> it's Alien, the eighth passenger. Mm. Well, then it implies that you know that there are seven characters, and then I also had to just count them in my head. So, <laughs> does that count the cat? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I Which it turns know. out he is an employee there for Morel. I feel like I saw that during my research and I was like, that's adorable. Interesting. Was, I oh, love that. like a, a, a whatchamacallit, something animal. Like a, like a therapy animal. Yeah, like emotional yeah, support. Yeah. Animal. Emotional support. Yeah. That's a job. A... Sally is the emotional <laughs> support animal of this podcast. I, I had an orange cat for a long time that oh. is still my picture on my phone. And, and whenever, yeah, Jonesy is, is a special boy, girl. I don't remember. <laughs> I think girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think girl, I think I don't know. Cat. So I think that tagline, it's Alien the Eighth Passenger, also comes from in foreign countries. This movie was often called the Eighth Passenger, where like oh. there's an eighth passenger or something like that. Interesting. And the last tagline, a word of warning, dot dot dot. Which definitely feels like the worst one. Yeah. 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 The the eighth passenger one wouldn't work very well for the eighth passenger versus predator. Uh, I don't think that would come off as really get people. <laughs> that would stop you. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be counting all the other characters. And they'd be, There's more than seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it on its own because it's a little you know mysterious and whatever, and it's kind of like a, I've always had a sort of a problem that they mention in Aliens that they're called a xenomorph, and then that's just like the accepted name of them uh in every other piece of media but like just calling they don't have a name for it in the first one obviously and then just calling it an alien is very vague but if you the the eighth passenger's door does sort of give me a oh what does that mean oh james this falls right into one of my facts you've activated my trap oh no Um, (laughs) i didn't mean to gab i'm so sorry (laughs) it was called an alien and an organism in the first film it has also been referred to as creature serpent beast dragon monster nasty or simply a thing the term xenomorph comes from the greek xeno which translates as either other or strange and morph which notes shape and is first used by the character lieutenant gorman in aliens but basically it just means it's like a strange blob thing it sounds really cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. It has now only applied to, I feel like, this alien, and it really technically doesn't specifically denote it. Now let's get to aliens. The plot synopsis from IMDb. Decades after surviving the Nostromo incident, Ellen Ripley is sent out to reestablish contact with a terraforming colony, but finds herself battling the alien queen and her offspring. Oh. Which I feel like it's weird that it doesn't mention at all that like there's Marines there or anything like that. But yeah, it's yeah. just her. <laughs> just some lady going to the battle of the alien queen. Well, she, she does, does do that. One. She does do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the taglines, I mean, I feel like there's one here that I do really like. Here's the first one. This time there's more. I was I was hoping okay. in space no one can hear you scream again. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, still can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? No, it's sort of it's simultaneously like a really lazy tagline, but it's also it just fucking works because what is aliens, but this time there's more. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean the second one, which feels like it's lazy, this time it's war. 
does that imply that you know the first, you know the other tagline and this is a riff on it otherwise it's not to. as good i don't know i don't know yeah. <laughs> but i will say when i saw both of them together i was like what why <laughs> there are some places in the universe you don't go alone yeah. mm -hmm. okay but i don't feel like she i mean i guess she does go alone at some point but <laughs> and last one here somewhere in deepest space all hell is breaking loose the... that's okay the, that also the... doesn't feel like all hell. It feels no. like a very small slice of hell. Yeah. Also, well, like, I don't think the tagline, tagline... somewhere in deepest space, a little piece of hell is coming. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> yeah, but a little pizza. There's a little colony of hell with your name on it, Ricky. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. I Aliens. like the ones that just imply the tagline should be there are no Marines in this movie. <laughs> it's just some lady. <laughs> Yeah, it's aliens. The eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth passengers. <laughs> yeah, oh just God. count as many as possible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know if we want to do more description of what these two movies are, or if it'll come about in the facts. But I feel like if we do want to just like sort of give a little bit more spoilers here, mm -hmm. Alien crew. There's an alien. Like I feel like I'm about to give less spoilers because I'm trying to fucking race through it. Yeah, but... move, move fast. Alien. <laughs> There's a there's like seven people because it's the eighth passenger and the eighth passenger kills the other passenger until he's the second passenger and then he's not a passenger anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. Aliens, Ripley, they find her and they're like, "Hey, you're alive!" And she's like, well, "I'm not doing that shit again." And then they're like, "You want to do it again?" And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> I keep um, having nightmares. I guess I'll do it. Yeah. I will say, well, it's an opinion. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, yeah, don't get hard, to it. It's yet. hard not to. Yeah. This is literal time. Okay. Um. Yeah, Ripley goes with Marines. The Marines think it's going to be easy. It's not easy. A bunch of them die. They find a little girl. Uh, and then we find out, which I didn't realize how much at the end we find out, that there is a queen alien. And Ripley's got to beat the piss out of that queen alien. You didn't remember the, the alien queen? I remember the alien queen. I thought it oh. came about way earlier in the movie. Oh, no, no. That's the final alien boss battle. That took the elevator. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I did write down like she, she takes the elevator, but at the same time, she's smart. She's wicked worse. smart. <laughs> well, I do love. Okay, we're getting to opinion time, right? Mm -hmm. Opinion time. Three, two, one, go. In this critic's opinion, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. Soundbite. Opinion sounds. <laughs> so in aliens. <laughs> To rush to the end of the second movie in Aliens, there's a great moment where like two of what we'll just refer to them as xenomorphs are going towards Ripley, and the Queen's like, "Nah, nah, back off, y'all, back yeah. off." <laughs> like, it's like, "Hold up, hold up, she got that gun." I Don't got this. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. I will say, rewatching both of these movies, I think I'd only seen Alien once before, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that by far the best character in that movie it's not Ripley, it's not Dallas, it is fucking Parker. Parker's the goddamn man in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He is only relatable throughout that entire movie. And he, then he uh, gets hit by Ash with the worst titty twister I've ever seen. I know. What in the world is like <laughs> that scene in okay. <laughs> I I first I guess I I would love as, as someone that these movies are a big part of my like I, I was I was trying to think of why I like them so much uh, as like or why they like mean so much to me or whatever, like why I'm like, I want to come on here to talk about this specifically or whatever. 
because uh, Dylan had invited me to talk about Mask of the Phantasm, and I think I said, like, yeah, but I talk about that all the time. Like, I want to talk about something else that I like that's not the that's DCAU. Fair. Uh And I think, like, a big part of it, I think, for me is that, like, because of how practical all the everything in both of these is, like, there's a couple of shots of spaceships that are clearly, like, matte, you know, cut out, green screen, whatever you want to call it, into space or whatever. But most of the stuff is either like like that whole scene of the the helicopter ship crashing is like a rear projection. Like there's a screen behind them projecting the image while they're all acting in front of it. All the aliens are practical. Everything's a puppet or a, a animatronic or a guy in a suit and all this stuff. And I, I think it just gave me like a sense of wonder as a kid of like, this is what's possible that you can do with a big budget on a movie is like, this is all these, all this stuff is really happening or whatever, you know? And, yeah. and so I'm curious to know, like listening to this podcast a lot and, and hearing the highs and lows of, you know, Gab loving cat in the hat because it meant so much to her as a kid while I'm listening to it going, ah, I understand that feeling, but I also hate cat in the hat. I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> if I can get on board yeah. with this. I want to know like what your, takeaway was for either of these because they're two very different types of movies with the same characters essentially uh yes. whether you really dug one or the other or both or neither i don't know well yeah, let's hear I, some opinions from you gab who has not seen either of these before yeah yeah so oh i have so many things to say but i'll start with the 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 sort of big revelation that i had which is that um growing up my family went to Disney like three or four times. Yeah. So uh, not that we were like Disney people. Like I always want to preface, like everyone is normal, but we just I mean, happen to go. That's a, a that's a good amount of going. That doesn't make me go. Oh, why so many times? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very safe amount of time. Yes. But they're, <laughs> Respectable they're, my favorite part of Disney is their uh, what used to be called MGM. I think now it's called Hollywood Studios, but it's like the movie yeah. sort of theme park. And they have tons of rides about different movies and stuff like that. But my favorite one was the Great American Movie Ride, where you kind of like went through all these different movie scenes. Yep. And there's an Indiana Jones scene and there's this and that and whatever, you know, whatever. And, um, and then one you go of them into the spooky alien. hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. on the Nostromo. Mm -hmm. And you see the alien come down from the ceiling. And, yeah. you know, I, I sort of like right before we watched this movie, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I, I've been in. <laughs> I've this experienced scene. this. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of cool because I that's like as a kid, it was like kind of scary and exciting. Yeah. And like you see the alien, you're like, ah, oh my God, it's so scary. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of cool. And then watching it, I think I I was very excited because i recognized based on the year that you know alien came out and also just the visuals of of the film that it was going to be very similar to the thing which mm -hmm. i watched did not really care for but didn't really understand the implications <laughs> shut up Dylan. <laughs> it's still some bullshit relax i i well, I won't. This isn't a podcast about the thing. <laughs> it's, it's not. It could be. It could be. It we could, could do no, only the be. thing. But it did kind of make me say like, oh, wow, you know, look, at it's it's very exciting. I, I enjoy the fact that this is all very practical. Um, I think as far as Alien, I felt like if the movie had ended when she got into the getaway ship and was safe, 
I'd have been like, wow, what an awesome movie. <laughs> but then the alien is still there. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, we got to do this one more time. And I appreciate it now that I've seen sort of the continuation and I understand, okay, like, you know, we've got to like give it a little bit more of a punch. It can't just be easy. But sending it out of the air duct felt like all the practical effects that were like kind of dazzling given the time yeah. went out the window yeah. because it was just a bad shot. It's just a big yeah. rubber guy in a rubber suit on a string or something. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. There's one other thing in alien that looks terrible. I think I probably know what you're talking about. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yes. Is it guy's head on a table? <laughs> it is absolutely Ash's head on the table. And if they just went to like a shot of uh -huh. Parker yep. or anybody else for a second and then switch back to Ash, yeah. it works. Yeah. But instead, like, I don't know if they were like, we got to finish this movie up. I haven't yeah. watched the rough cut again. It, it is easily the worst part. Yeah. Yes, because it's so noticeable and it's such, you know, it's. In a movie that is technical perfection, you notice things that aren't hitting the mark. Like if everything looked terrible, it wouldn't stand out the way that it does. But mm -hmm. it stands out so badly because you can tell it goes from a shot of like the fake head on the table to clearly actor Ian Holm is now shoved underneath the table. And there's like a yeah. fake piece of skin on top of the table to look like he's still the head up there. It doesn't help that they keep in like, OK, and now like you can tell that it was supposed to be like we put the dummy head there and then it'll cut and for whatever reason they thought that that would work but instead it's they put the head there and it like accidentally falls over and they, oh, oh let me get it back in the right place and yeah, then it cuts placing it again and like you so much is wrong with that like five seconds that i've always it's so bewildering yeah i don't, I don't know well yeah it's funny also because to go back to i'm going to compare this movie to the thing because there's actually a really similar moment so the thing we have the blood test scene we have the shot of you know, it's a fake hand. I think we went over this with a piston that shoots up the fake blood. But they go to that shot beforehand to show you that fake hand so that your brain has sort of normalized it so that it doesn't stand out as like, why is he got a weird stiff hand like that? You know right. what I mean? You're not thinking about it. And earlier in the movie, in Alien, they sort of do it almost perfectly with Kane's character, the chest bursting scene, which is obviously the scene that puts this movie on the map. Because they do such a great job going to that overhead shot of him threshing around on the table and switching back to the crowd and going back to him threshing on the table, switching to the crowd and going to just a slightly closer version of him under the table with the fake body so that you have sort of gotten used to that position of the camera and aren't really thinking about it as much. If they had had him all thriving on the table, then jump cut to him underneath the table, it would look terrible. Just the same way that Ash yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's my yeah. that's my one big thing. Of We're like, very worked up about that doing, shot. Movie? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then I think it's real bad. Uh, well, before we get to aliens, I, I do want to say, Corey and I were sitting on the couch watching this movie, and I, I don't remember exactly when it happens, but I think the first time one of the alarms starts going off on the ship, mm -hmm. Sally the cat runs out and is so intrigued by this and then spends the rest of the movie on my lap watching the television <laughs> like this cat oh wait you guys are watching aliens this is my yeah. favorite movie like it yeah. was insane and then at one point when it got scary she like turned her head and looked away and we were like is she scared um so no, jonesy I kicks that alien's ass off screen <laughs> oh yeah i will say what an effective jump scare that is with jonesy the cat because I jumped a few times watching these movies. And yep. like I said, I think I only watched Alien one time before this. And I jumped so fucking hard at that cat. And I like, oh, I can't yeah. tell you. In the locker. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's 
it should be a really cheap jump scare, but it works because we have set all of yeah. it up beforehand to be like, well, the cat ran away at some point and you just weren't thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. The other yeah, jump scare is Dallas in the vent and it's like, it's there. Oh, yeah. It's fucking on top yeah. of you, man. And it's one of those shots that like, if you mute the TV and just look at the alien, the guy in the suit just reaching out at him. Yeah. It's kind of stupid looking, mm-hmm. but the movie has built it up in such a way that instead you're like, ah! yeah, but yeah. It, it, that's one of those shots that I feel like I've seen a million times in like videos talking about alien or something. And you just see the alien in the suit just reaching out like hugs and like you're like, oh, that kind of looks weird. Well, yeah, yeah that I, I had heard I had never thought of it as as the hug thing that you just mentioned until Red Letter Media did a commentary that I watched with Alien and they oh, here comes the where the alien tries to give Dallas a hug. And then I'm like, God damn it. I'm never going to see it any other way than that. Like, yeah. come here, please. <laughs> and then cut away. Like, hey. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so that true. that that moment is like. When I was my, my like, I don't know, backstory of, of watching this as a kid is that I think I was like eight or nine or something. My mom used to do movie reviews for the newspaper in town and she went to go see, I want to say it was like the grudge, but I feel like that was later than that age for me. So I, it was something, some really scary horror movie that she saw and she was telling me about how it was like the scariest movie she's ever seen blah, 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 but that it didn't come close to, or it was like very scary but didn't come close to how scary alien was the first time she watched it so it was like oh show me that movie terrible idea because then i we watched it you know after dark all the lights off in the house uh and the alien itself like even in chest burster form does not appear till like halfway through the movie like you get the face hugger you get all the spooky derelict spaceship all that stuff but you don't see the actual alien until I think an hour in or something. And yeah, it's literally the midpoint of the movie is the chest. Yeah. So the chest burster scene, you know, it comes out and it like scurries away. And my like little kid brain was like, that's it. I can't do it. Like I can't, it's, it's gone from their view. They don't know where that thing is. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, almost, I think I was like either on the verge of tears or crying of like, please, I can't watch the rest of this movie. And it took me like months before I was okay enough to, okay, we're going to start it over, but we have to watch it in broad daylight. There can we, you know, it can't be, there could be nothing scary going on. Like I have to be able to know I am completely safe while watching this. And then we watched the whole thing and, and yeah, the, the air shaft uh, jump scare or whatever is, is really effective with how much is it Veronica Cartwright? Is that her, the actress's name? Or yes. she's just so like, worked up it's right on top of you oh my god and, and you know you're sitting there hugging your legs like where the hell is it oh my god and then when he turns around it's ah it's a very effective moment uh and every time that you just barely catch a glimpse of the alien is like suit your mind creates so much extra about it uh that it's very it, it works very well especially i would say when you're a little kid because now i am i'm seen it a hundred times and I'm watching it and you know, I know when everything's going to happen and all this stuff, it doesn't work as well for me as a 32 year old in 2023, you know, <laughs> compared to an eight year old or whatever. So uh, I guess I would say like to anyone that hasn't seen the movie, if you're, if you don't want to know anything about it, stop listening to this podcast, but, and you want to yes. go into like with, with seeing it for the first time, it, it works a lot better not knowing yeah. anything that's going to happen. But uh, 
if you know, show show your kids, you know, scare the hell out of your kids. <laughs> I, I have a similar story as a kid. I was 10 years old and we were staying at a friend's house upstate. And, you know, I think she had like a couple of movie channels. And so we're cycling through and I think my parents <laughs> put on aliens and slowly but surely, like they went to bed and my brother went to like uh, go upstairs and be like, fuck you. I don't want to hang out with you. And like, <laughs> so it's just me watching aliens still. And I was like, <laughs> I could not stop watching it, but I was fucking terrified the entire time. And I, I distinctly remember as a little kid and my memory is not that good. Gab knows I like blocked out 90% of childhood, uh, <laughs> but I distinctly remember Bishop being ripped in half yeah. and just like spouting milk everywhere and be like, Oh, why is that happening? What is that? Why is it like that? Why? Because I just, I hadn't seen the first movie. I was 10 and yeah. I just didn't understand what had happened. And Oh God definitely scared the shit out of me and like rewatching it it's definitely less scary than the first one is i would say um mm -hmm. yeah but it's i think it's more pure entertainment than the first one is which yeah, i think is much think more it's... of an action movie yeah. yeah yeah it's also just what james cameron is good at exactly and that's what i was gonna say and i think there's also such a a wild difference and i've said this on the podcast before between movies that are made in the 70s and movies that are made in the late 80s, even mm -hmm. just based on sound mixing, like in the, oh, yeah. the er, you know, like the, the earlier, earlier, the late 70s, the earlier version of this film, <laughs> math. Yes. Um, the first one. <laughs> the first one. Alien, yes. singular. The it's very hard to understand what people are saying mm -hmm. sometimes. And really? it takes, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm deaf, but I was like, can we put the captions on? Like, I don't know what the fuck these people are saying because <laughs> it's the, the background volume, the background actors and the main person speaking all feel like they're at the same level. So you can like kind of hear, it's kind of like being at a bar where you're like, I'm listening mm -hmm. to the person talk, but it's so loud everywhere else that like, it's hard to focus just on what you're saying. Maybe that's like, Maybe I have a problem with that. I, I definitely the first like couple times I watched the movie, I didn't know what the hell I didn't catch any of the even though it spells this part out pretty well. But it, it I, I was so like focused on worried about where the alien could alien could be anywhere. You know, all this stuff like you're you're really focused on where <laughs> where's the alien? When's the next scare going to be all this stuff that I've I completely missed the first couple times, like any of really what's happening in the plot with any of the. Oh, the company actually wanted them to go to this place and, and investigate so that they could bring home an alien for us to study and all this stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, there, there's a lot of conversations going on, even just even just like when they're having a meal or something, where everyone's talking over each other yep. and that kind of thing, uh, where it is very hard to to understand and i think that that is maybe a little detrimental for someone watching it for the first time when you're like okay i want to know what's happening in this movie but me watching it again a couple of days ago i was really appreciative of that because it kind of made me feel like oh these are real people they're just having a normal day and then that yeah. day gets completely fucked up like there's no there it's not as nearly as scripted as the second one is the, yeah. the aliens uh, is much more like this is what these are the lines say these lines now you say game over man now you say this you know all this yeah. stuff and then that's the, and there's nothing wrong with that like it's it's still a very good time <laughs> but it was yeah, yeah I, I think i liked it it's also hindsight. just a completely different school of acting as well like yeah. just the way yes. that performances were given is totally different but i think it's 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 a nine-year difference correct 
Yes. Between these two yeah. films. What Wait, a difference. No, for... seven year difference. Seven year difference. What a difference. Either way. I mean, even more yeah. impressively, what a difference. Um, I think aliens. I would probably describe to someone as an action movie and alien. Yeah. I would describe as a thriller. Yeah. It's They're like a slasher. Fun. It's yeah. like a slasher yeah. almost in like a, yeah. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Jason in space better than the actual Jason in space. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Ridley Scott was really into one of the movies he watched before this, that he did really like was the Texas chainsaw massacre. And he was like, okay. well, we can sort of do that in space. And it is sort of similar in the sense that like the Texas chainsaw massacre is remembered as being an extremely violent movie. And you don't yeah. see that much. And besides the chest bursting and alien, you don't really see anyone die. Like you see alien go for yeah. hugs and you see like <laughs> yeah. a couple of like, oh, there's their legs. Well, like they're definitely dead. Yeah. There's some, sometimes I like that uh, or sometimes I don't like that because I want to see like, well, what is it doing or whatever? Like, yeah. like, is that, is it really that scary? Like if you're seeing it for the first time and it's not going to be this, but you, you could even almost guess that like, oh, everyone's just misunderstanding what's happening it's actually just collecting them all so, to throw a birthday party in the ba basement of the shit you know just something, just like, wants a something group hug. completely random yeah and you just think that he's killing everybody or whatever but no and, and but i i do like it in general more that you don't see what happens because it's, it's much scarier that you don't like how were they killed and and did it kill them and you know how gory was it this time or whatever the the guy in the shaft the captain dallas uh there's like an alternate ending or like deleted scene from up. near the ending yeah of where ripley's about trying to blow up the ship and on her way to the uh, escape pod she finds dallas like glued to the wall all like how you see people in aliens uh but they hadn't invented the idea for the queen yet so it was like the the life cycle process was that he's being turned into an egg uh to be then used on the next host or whatever and so she finds him like disgustingly sort of john carpenterly <laughs> uh meshed like halfway between person and egg form and he's like giving this speech and all this stuff so he doesn't actually get killed but maybe in the normal movie he does you know i don't know it doesn't really well, matter but <laughs> i was actually gonna bring up a different thing but i know that he says kill me is one of the things that he asks mm. uh ripley to do but Gab, I know you were saying that you don't like that once she's on the ship, you have like the second alien fight, which I do like that because we do want to see our protagonist actually beat the alien rather than just be like, I got off the ship. He's definitely blowing up on there. Apparently, there was an alternate version of this because at some point they didn't know what to do once Ridley gets on the ship. They felt like that's kind of flat. And the original version Ridley Scott like had the idea for and he apparently pitched was the Xenomorph beheads Ripley. Like just yanks her head right off, and then we see the xenomorph hand pushing buttons. Oh my! And it's God. still the end is recording a log, but it's the xenomorph speaking as Captain Dallas. Oh recording yeah, the log, God. which sounds yes. awful. And like apparently the executives when they heard this were like, "We will cancel this whole fucking movie." <laughs> that is the yeah. that is not the move. Yeah, that would be terrible. That's crazy. Yeah. No, no, no. I want to re. I want to. I want to make sure this is clear. I don't dislike the ending of the movie. I just think that visually, you lost me. Like it yeah, was. Gotcha. We were doing well. Obviously, there was like a mishap with the head on the table. But we <laughs> yeah. were doing well. I was scared. I was like, oh my god, not scared. But you know, I was like, oh my god, that was crazy. And then like, oh, like oh, we're gonna do that again. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Now I think we've we've done a really great disservice by not yet diving into Sigourney Weaver 
Um, <laughs> and I think there are a couple of things that are are really cool about this. Number one, um, from what I understand, this is really like the first time we have a female lead in an as an action hero in a in a film. Mm. It's, I guess very, I would it's say so. very early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also her first actual movie. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Is this not like the apex of her career? Like what else? Do we know Sigourney Weaver for Goosebusters? Uh... Yeah, the, go- the Goosebusters. <laughs> the Goosebusters. Uh, I mean, she's in she's in a lot of stuff. I mean, I can name the most things people I was know say her later from this. Yeah, uh, Avatar, Cabin in the Woods, right. Galaxy Quest, uh, uh, Ghostbusters, Holes. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say again, on. classic. Is this not the apex of her career? <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of people like that. You know, if we were talking about Harrison Ford, I could say like yeah. Star Wars Indiana and Indiana Jones, Jones are the yeah. apex of his career. But yeah, like, of he's course, got a thousand would. other roles that are yeah, great. That's not what I'm not suggesting that she should get the electric chair. I'm saying this is the highlight of her career. <laughs> God damn it, Gab. I won't let you do this to Sigourney. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm just Sabina saying. McKenna. <laughs> Thank you. I've been waiting for that. Sabina McKenna. Um, which I said all weekend, but, uh, did you know that she is six feet tall? Yeah, she's, she's very tall. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Six feet tall. Because they said <laughs> Yafikoto, who plays Parker, he's six foot two and he had to bend down at places on the set because there mm-hmm. were certain places that are just made too small. Yeah. He'd yeah. bonk his head. Yeah. Wow. Six feet tall. <laughs> My God. I'm pretty huge. sure her part was not written for a woman either. And they just cat. They, it was just a part. In the and original they, script, they're all written yeah. unisex. It literally said yeah. on the script, like for marketability could be reasons, anybody. you can put a man yeah. or a woman in any of these roles. Yeah. But apparently, they did not anticipate that a woman would be cast as the lead. I think that works really well for for Ripley because it's not like this. Now, okay, I'm not going to get into it. I dis I disagree with the modern day like, oh, you're just you know all the all the woke stuff. I mean, all the people being mad about like, oh, it's it this just because it's a woman in the action role doesn't it doesn't mean anything everyone everyone is ridiculous uh but the the fact that this one you know it's such an old movie at this point and it's it's just she's just there like it doesn't matter her what her gender is it she's just the the protect the the action hero or whatever she defeats the alien and yeah just happened to be a lady yeah i also think just having a woman in that role doesn't make it a strong female character and i i feel like what i noticed in the writing that i think makes her a strong character because i love terminator and i love linda hamilton as sarah connor i feel like everybody mm-hmm. does but when you watch i want to say it's terminator genesis was the most no terminator dark fate whichever shitty yeah, terminator brought linda the most hamilton recent back. one yes that character is not good anymore because she's just sarah connor badass and if ripley came yeah. back in aliens and was like yeah i know how to kill these fucking things i'll shoot yeah. them all into space like, no, she's terrified. And I think what makes it important is that seeing a character be afraid and then being like, well, I have to overcome that fear. Yeah. Makes yes. them more interesting. It makes them feel stronger to us, the audience saying, well, I would just shit my pants and die in that situation. Good for yeah. them. And yeah. I think it's something you see a lot in movies now is characters who are just like, no, I can I can take on that threat. I can take on any threat without like a second thought. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because I think. You know, there's a lot of conversation around like, well, it's detrimental to young women to not have enough female, you know, strong female characters and action movies and stuff like that. But I think it's even more detrimental to set up a a young woman to see another woman in a role like that without any kind of fear. It's like, okay, well, I am I have fear. So therefore, I could never be that strong, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
it's important it also to just really makes a character less interesting like you can't relate yeah. to a character that's not afraid of anything yeah well i can but you can't <laughs> oh my god <laughs> then it just becomes as, as scotty cameron would say a steven seagal straight to video bark and been disaster yeah yeah which somebody memed and i sent to you which there are plenty of those that riff off of this franchise that are just like you know weird looking alien in on a spaceship but it does not work the same the way that this does yeah 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 there's a lot of movies that feel similar to these movies Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah being trapped somewhere with something and not knowing where it is feels Mm -hmm. like it's it's become a trope that's been used a lot but i do think it's interesting you know i really enjoyed that aliens picks up exactly where alien left off um i really liked that i wasn't expecting that but I do think it's interesting that James Cameron, you know, kind of decided, and I, I guess you have to if you're going to really continue this series, but I think it's interesting that he chose to take it off of the ship because really Alien is about that, like, we're all trapped here mm-hmm. and it's on the ship. How are we going to get out of here? We're going to have to blow it up. Um, It's blocking our way to the exit, yada, yada. And even though aliens ends on you know in that sort of colony that is going to fall apart if they don't get off of it and they've got to get the ship and you know whatever uh to the ship it does feel like the world expanded quite a bit Mm -hmm. and so it i don't know it just felt like a like it worked but it was a very bold choice to kind of remove the okay well we're only you know it's only happening in this tiny location and so there's only so many places we can run yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it would be if the sequel was the same kind of setup. It might not work as, as it might not be as like distinctly memorable or whatever. But yeah. I do agree that like, yeah, the first one has the benefits from. First of all, it's it's some distant future year that we don't know. Like, or they they show it, but you know, we're never we're not going to be alive, so we're <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's on a weird looking like space trucker island kind of looking ship. Like, it's just this big unrecognizable shape and then they're also the in space truck horn once no they didn't no one flew by and going wham, wham, like come on yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah and they're in some part of space that we don't know and all this stuff that's like so mysterious and weird and then yeah by the time that we're in the second one it's like there's a boardroom meeting <laughs> and here we are to discuss and we're gonna go yeah everybody my pal jim's over on on lv426 he's he just he lives down the street like it's just this like 50 years later it's developed already into this like completely yeah we just go there on thursdays for holiday and you know whatever yeah uh, which it's just it's fine like there's not i don't think there's anything wrong with that and and i do appreciate the the time jump and stuff like that so it's not just like the very next second and what's going to happen but it it's still it it is not as spooky i guess yeah 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 and i definitely I think also... it's not trying to be it's sort of replacing that spookiness with sure threats. yeah yeah, right. Because it feels like a very different genre of movie. Yeah, like we're gonna yeah, take yeah. what happened and we're gonna James Cameronify it. Um, which in many ways, yeah. <laughs> which Half I, the cast is just no the Terminator with. cast, yeah. and they're yeah. all great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think ultimately comparing the two, like I think I was a little bit more bought in to the story of alien and a little Mm -hmm. bit more bought into the movie magic of aliens yeah i think that makes total sense yeah yeah i I think they since they both rely on about the same type of effects like all the 
all the guys in costumes and all the ships and all that kind of stuff. But the but Aliens takes it to the like Steven Spielberg-ish level of of spectacle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with you know, it's a little bit a lot of stuff from both of these you you would consider kind of cliche nowadays of like the the t- even though the jump scares I think do work a lot better than some in modern horror movies uh you know from this 45 year old movie but uh there there's just stuff like i don't know i was thinking that watching aliens in the scene that you brought up dylan of near the end with the queen where the a lot of the time the guys in suits which i think maybe one of your fun facts is that the, i believe there were only four total alien costumes for aliens uh but they may six but yeah, six. It's okay like that, yeah it's, it's very like a very uh, small number of actual yeah. people yeah and but they you know camera trickery cutting to different angles all this stuff they're reusing them very well uh and normally a lot of the shots are pretty dang convincing of like that can't be a a guy like he's jumping like a jurassic park velociraptor or something like what is going on but then that shot of the queen like looking at them like hey back off it's just like oh yes i am a puppet man i will leave the room and a couple of those times where i just thought like this is like nowadays you would consider like a really cheap b-level independent movie or something where you'd be like oh man that didn't turn out very well where at the time is this is an 18 million dollar movie or something like that (laughs) and it's like yeah it's something like that so wait what do you mean you think that moment looks bad i don't not necessarily bad but just like specifically the two aliens backing away or the queen the the alien the drones that are the aliens backing away yeah I, i think it's just they do a really good job 90% of the time of choosing a good, and this is true for both alien movies uh, that we watch for this, choosing a good angle or choosing a good amount of time that we see the alien or whatever, where either your brain fills in the gaps of what doesn't look super great, or there's so little that you're like, wait, wait, hang on. Oh, what was that? Oh, I'm really afraid now. Yeah. But then you get every once in a while a shot like when in the first one, when it uh, they're, oh, you two that are left that aren't Sigourney Weaver, go down there and get the tanks of stuff. And then the alien shows up and it's just like this really awkward shot of it just like scooting across the floor. Like that looked really bad. Why did you choose that? You know, whatever. So just random stuff where it's like, ah, man, if only that one shot didn't look bad, you know, (laughs) it would be very much more convincing. Yeah. I know in the first one, that's why they try and limit it a bit more because they knew like this thing, if you see it too much, isn't that good. Yeah. If it just walks into frame like a person, it's not scary. But if it's like, oh, I I just saw its mouth or just its tail or something like that, it's like, holy shit, what is this? (laughs) Well, and you know, I. Sorry, sorry. Dill. I just want to say, I think the most effective alien for me in the first one was the one that was in the the getaway ship in like stuck in the wall. Mm -hmm. Because it blends into the pipes and stuff. Yeah, it does. I kept looking at it like, is that an alien? And they took just long enough that I was like, I don't think it is. And And in hand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's like, why is it so lethargic by that point? Yeah, I I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I literally like Googled. I was like, is is it hurt? Did somebody hurt it at some point? It knows it's a creepy movie alien and it needs to be a creepy movie alien. Well, what I do love is because of the theme of these movies, people will find a way to theorize about every single thing that right. happens. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because they didn't show uh, Lambert, Veronica Cartwright's character, die, they were like, did it try and have sex with her and violate her and turn her into something? Right, the tail going up her pant leg and stuff, yeah. Yes, and... Like, I'm like, well, I don't get that, but all right, if that's what yeah. you want to make it into to make it even creepier, because there's definitely a lot of like forced impregnation and 
you know. Yeah, sexual overtones galore in yes. all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had said, and I was like, okay, you know what? This does kind of make sense that they were like, well, the xenomorph is probably docile because it is actually like it's a fucking baby that was just born oh, yeah. and it just killed like six people. It's probably just honestly actually tired. And it's probably yeah. just sick of people being up in its grill that it's like, you're a threat. I have to kill you. And I was like, uh, you know what? I buy that. And it snuck yeah. into there because it was the only place to get away from the alarm and the blaring noise. Mm. Which kind of makes yeah. all the and steam. It probably wanted a hug. It just wanted a <laughs> yeah. hug and quiet. <laughs> yeah. A little thing. Yeah. And then she shot it into space and it was like, I know. <laughs> I was giving everyone hugs. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone better at saying bitch than Sigourney Weaver? Because in oh the first God, movie, yeah. Yeah. when she tries to cancel that self destruct alarm and mother's like, yeah. nope, I'm doing it anyway. Sorry. And she just goes, you bitch. Like you were like, yeah. oh, damn. So it's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. And of course, it's a much more action movie style of like, here comes the camera right close up on her face. She's going to say the line. And then she says the line like, but it's so good that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's iconic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sigourney Weaver very much deservedly so becomes a star after these movies, much to Gab's chagrin, who thinks she's a nobody. That's <laughs> yeah. not what she said. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that some people didn't get bigger from these movies. Mm -hmm. I like think particularly who? my mind's going to Michael Bean, who is great as Higgs mm. in like what could be a very small role where he doesn't talk much and he just can even silently make things work like the way that he he'll pick Newt up and put her on the table so that she can see what they're all doing and it just tells you more about his character just from that action or yeah. he'll push Ripley behind him in a dangerous situation because he's a soldier and he's brave and he just does everything right in that movie and he was cast at the last minute because the person who was cast yeah was caught with a bunch of drugs in a foreign country and had to leave. I forget who it was, though. I knew this fact, but I don't it's, remember uh, who originally James Remar, was. Who you might That's know right. Like yes. And stuff like yes. That. He um, voiced Hawkman in the DC universe. <laughs> yes. He was Hawkman in the Batman the Animated Series shows the DC yeah. Um yeah. Gab was like, damn it, we were so close. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm, like, yeah. It doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. But he does everything right i feel like and uh, the yeah. only things i feel like i saw him in besides the terminator and aliens is i feel like i see him pop up in planet horror which is one of the grindhouse movies that was like quentin tarantino mm. and robert rodriguez and i can't think of anything else that like was major with him in it except for i guess he's in like tombstone also mm. i think it's what it's called i don't know i don't think i've seen anything else besides terminator that he's in but he's one of those guys that i feel like i'm like he was a great action hero he's a Got leading man looks. Why is it? Why wasn't he bigger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton I think, um, deservedly so. Although, yeah. did you hate Bill Paxton? Great. Are mm. you asking me? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought he was kind of annoying, but I loved him in True Lies, so I was like, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've heard people hate Bill Paxton in this movie, and I'm like, no, I totally get. No, it. he's he like has one some of the best put on yeah. speech impediment thing, which kind of drives me crazy. What are we gonna do? Uh, <laughs> yeah it's like why why are you gonna talk like this it's like the little nikki yeah, thing it's like all right yeah. enough what a yeah. weird choice um <clears throat> i'll say this watching aliens as soon as i can't think of his name but the the robot guy in aliens bishop. the bishop, bishop thank you yeah as soon as we find out he's a robot i was like fuck this guy we don't trust those <laughs> robots and then he wound up like kind of saving the day and i was like yeah. damn i fell i fell right into that trap yes <laughs> yeah. he's an artificial person <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I felt right in. Yeah. Bishop is great. And I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I knew the twist was coming with Ash, but because I love Bishop so much, even though he scarred me as a child, 
Like once you see Ash like spinning around and freaking out, you're like, fuck this guy. I miss Bishop. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Especially well, when he's giving Parker the biggest titty twister in movie history. <laughs> yeah, the the whole I mean, we talked about the head on the table, but that whole Ash scene is probably to me like the worst scene in the movie in that it is just it feels it's so it's it's the most like of its time scene to me in that yeah. I would expect to see it in an in any other like psychologically off-putting uh 70s movie like the deer hunter or apocalypse now or something like that where it's like it's so strange that that's why it's scary because you have no idea like what am i looking at what is happening yeah but it doesn't work for me in this movie where it's like okay but we already have like a a weird antagonistic scary thing that we're supposed to be afraid of but now my attention is completely being drawn to milky guy why is he so milky and what is why is his head over there and but his body is which part of him is real you know all this stuff and it, and then yeah he's doing weird stuff like he grabs he grabs a guy's tit he sh- tries to shove a magazine down sigourney weaver's mouth what is what he trying to do <laughs> yeah i don't know what what he's yeah. trying to do there it's very weird yeah, yeah <laughs> and then the sound great. like you were talking about the sound design as he's spinning around there's just like 80 yard like <laughs> like stuff happening and i'm like ah why (laughs) also if you want to think hard about alien like how does the company know that there's yeah anything to explore there i was thinking that and i'm pretty sure i'm i'm sure that that's kind of what because there's been several alien movies since the since these two and including a couple of prequels that ridley scott was trying to make that would end up leading to the first alien i assume that he would eventually explain why they knew that or whatever but we never got there and we might not ever because those have been like canceled or rescheduled indefinitely and all this stuff it doesn't really matter though like i I, it's never bothered me in that like okay yeah that this mysterious company is just they they somehow knew this was here and that they're really evil uh but looking back on it, it is kind of like a unanswered question if if you get to the point that you're not enjoying the movie because of that you're sort of (laughs) nitpicking it and you don't want to like the movie Um, i do feel like not to get too deeply into any movies in this franchise that aren't alien or aliens yeah yeah but ridley scott i will say i feel like i had heard that he didn't really like what james cameron did with aliens at some point yeah and when i think about alien covenant and prometheus i'm like dude you did the same thing where you were like yeah let me do something similar but i'm gonna build out the world way more with whatever the fuck i feel like and it's like mm-hmm. those things for me do not really work even though a lot of it having rewatched alien is so similar to what does happen in alien gab had you seen any of the other ones uh, no you're good gab. okay you're good no, yeah no it's the fine only thing I... <laughs> I knew was that one portion of the great american movie ride that was it yeah you saw what you had I, to see. I definitely yeah. that was that was a ride that we went on to where it's like I'm looking for it the whole time, and then you can kind of see it when the light flashes a couple times. Oh, it's up there on the right. Like, oh, here it comes. You know, yeah, yeah I really yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. There is a video game, Alien Isolation, that is like yes. it's supposed to, I guess, take place between Alien and Aliens, and you play as Ripley's daughter. And this is something I wanted to talk about. Yes, but continue. It is <laughs> fucking terrifying because yeah. it's like it's one of those games where you can't really do that much fighting and especially with the actual xenomorph once the xenomorph appears in the game you're just dead like if you actually if you don't hide from it you're dead did we did you have that game when we were kids 
No, because that came out, it was probably... It's like 2014 or 15. Yeah, and I remember it was like the first game I bought when I got the the PS4. And I never finished it because I was like, fuck this, I can't do it. Like, I was like, I can't beat this. It was so, like, it was very well done in the same style as the first movie where you never know when it's going to pop out and you never know, you don't know how far into the game you're going to get before the alien appears. So you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time and it yeah. it turned out like i i was so i was again playing with all the lights on in broad daylight like i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do this i can't ex- i can't live the movie alien <laughs> at nighttime you know and uh the first time that you see the alien you don't even see anything but its tail like go into a pipe somewhere and it's again several hours into playing the game and I that I just put the controller down. <laughs> so I was like, I I don't think I can continue. <laughs> I don't care what the story is. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we need to stay on the game for too long, but there's parts of the game too, Gab, where you're just running, and all of a sudden, like it cuts to you can't do anything. Your character looks up. There's the xenomorph. You're dead. And it's just like by that point, you're like, yeah. Oh, so I'm just never safe. I can just never be safe at any time while playing yeah. this game <laughs> or so not I, playing the game. <laughs> is it like random? You know what I mean? Like a like a at this time when you hit start it's it's gonna be five minutes it's just sort of like triggered by different areas and i think eventually you realize like oh so if i walk down that hallway there's a vent above me and it might come out of that vent sure okay yeah it's different from like your typical like it's never it's always in the same kind of region of the ship but it's never like oh i'm here i died you know i died and now i've respawned I just will avoid that spot. It's like, no, it's probably going to be in a different spot this time. So it's never, yeah, yeah it is sort of randomized. The The thing when you brought up the game, Dylan, what that reminded me was you said it. Uh, the you play as Ripley's daughter. Did you guys watch the theatrical? Like, where did where did you watch Aliens uh, or how did you watch it for this discussion? Amazon Prime. Yeah, okay. I used a VPN and watched it on Disney Plus Ireland. Oh, okay. But so it was it just the <laughs> was it the just the normal theatrical that is version theatrical of the movie? Version. So you're talking about yeah. the deleted scene where we find out that during yes. the 57 year time jump, Ripley, who had a daughter when she left, has her daughters died. Yes. Yeah. Because that that scene. Yeah. You basically just described it as uh, Burke in, in Aliens, who we also haven't talked about. What a character. Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah. When he at the start, when he's like, hey, welcome back to the real world everything's you know it's been 57 years here's a picture of what your daughter looks like now and it's just this old woman that i think is is uh sigourney weaver's mom or something like that's what the picture is um and it's not it's not in the original cut of the movie and i didn't realize that so that scene and also a scene of uh newt and her family being killed as they discuss they like happen upon the ship like Newt's dad is like the first like a, one to be hit by a facehugger. Yeah, he's like a he's like a, a construction worker or something that has for some reason has Newt with him, uh, and they and the br- little brother that she talks about that we that is dead by the time we meet her, uh, and they're like roaming around on the planet looking for you know, minerals or whatever the fuck they do, and oh here's the spaceship what's in there hang on a second and then he comes back to the thing like oh god i've got a face hugger on my face and she's screaming and then it cuts back to whatever ripley's doing and it was like both of those scenes being missing from the movie it it feels so empty they just suddenly say oh we've lost contact with the people on the planet we got to go there now 
and I was like, oh, what? Am I missing something? What 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 happened? But I, I think it's only disagree. You think so? Okay. I think, I think it, I was just gonna so say I think it might I think it might be my the amount of times I've seen it with those scenes where I'm like, those are part of the movie. Mm. And the and to me the at the very least, the Ripley finding out about her daughter, it tells you she had a daughter. It shows you that she, you know, she's a mother and she was very like torn up to learn that her daughter is dead and she'll never, you know, get to see her again and all this stuff. And then that like helps me a lot with why, why she is so motherly and, and helpful with Newt and all this stuff versus the, when you don't know that it's like, okay, I guess she, I guess this is who she is uh, that we didn't know <laughs> or something. I think it's yeah. a good acting scene for Zagorny Weaver. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like that is not something that's ever established in the first movie, so I don't feel like you really need it. And I also feel like you don't need it because the movie shows it shows that through watching it, and we get those themes of guardianship and motherhood out of Ripley anyway. And I feel like it's just you know a very blunt setup of like this is what the theme is going to be because you have <laughs> this scene telling you that. Same thing yeah. with Newt. Like you don't really need Newt's origin. She's got like it, ten lines. You don't you need know that she's one. A child but we care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did think it was it was very sort of like, oh, so we like we're seeing Sigourney Weaver give a shit about this little girl because she's a woman, right? And like, right. not that I'm, per I don't give a shit. I'm not offended by that <laughs> at all. Hates women. I just yeah, they hate women. <laughs> I hate when... children. <laughs> yeah, I, hate the woke agenda, aliens. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I felt a little bit like, oh, OK, so we're just going to take this trope essentially and run with it. But it, it right. makes a little bit more sense when you, you understand that she is a mother and maybe even a mother who recently lost or, you know, to her knowledge, recently yeah. lost a child. Yeah. Um, Do we only feel so that, that way because she's sense. a woman, though, because Hicks does the same thing and he sort of becomes fatherly and protecting of her. And you're, we're not like, oh, it's that old trope. You know what I mean? No, but that's because that isn't an old trope. Oh, yeah, Dylan. <laughs> well, no, I. Bitch. Okay, I think I can agree. Yeah, you, that was just as good as Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I think <laughs> the. Uh, I think it still works just fine without either of those scenes. Like, it's not like it's a bad movie now or something because those are missing. But I just felt it, because I've seen it so many times with those in there, it felt like something was missing. And it also, I think it just gives us more time in the, okay, let's catch up to this is what present day is now. What's going on in this universe before we then hear, Oh, we've lost contact with the, the colony. And then they go there. Instead, it's just like, welcome back Ripley. We've lost contact with the colony. Yeah. Like, yeah, I told you that would happen, you idiot, or whatever. And I guess that kind of does work with the create it in your imagination. Who knows what happened to start all of this or whatever. You don't need the – it is maybe a little bit heavy-handed to show the dad, uh, Newt's dad get face-huggered and that's why this is all happening or whatever. But it it's – I don't know. I, I missed both of those. It's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. implied. It's like there were 65 or 70 families on there. And then we know yeah. that she's the only person alive and there's a bunch of aliens. Like – you know, yeah. it doesn't take yeah. an accountant to put that math together. Um, <laughs> True. I will say also, can we talk about the difference? And we pointed out the midpoint of Alien is the chest bursting scene. That's the first appearance yes. of any Alien. Yeah. The midpoint mm -hmm. of Aliens, because I specifically wanted to like find yeah, out like, the difference between these two, is the ship being destroyed, and it's that game over man moment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow! By that point, they have already faced aliens. They've already lost bad. Um, aliens also kind of similar, and I don't know what year Predator is, 
but it's sort of similar to Predator in the... 83, I think? I can't remember might, for I'll have sure, to look up but, in a minute, yeah. but it's similar in the sense that we start off with these very macho, very tough military people who are going into the situation like, nothing that can stop us. Just tell oh, me Predator where it is. Predator is 87, the year after Aliens, which I did not realize, but okay. Because anyway. I'm sure neither one like took from the other, but Predator no. is so similar in that sense of, setting up how fucking macho these squadrons are yeah. only to see them get eviscerated and realize, yes. Oh, we have no idea what threat we were dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, like the difference in when we finally see the alien being halfway in alien and mm-hmm. we're already well past that halfway into aliens is really just, again, a testament to a, the differences in filmmaking from year to year, but also just in the fact that like, in a movie that is a thriller, that is suspenseful, you don't want to see the threat until, you know what I mean? You want to keep it as minimum yeah. as possible. Whereas in an action movie, it's like, we got to be, we got to have bitches throwing down yeah. left and right, you know? <laughs> and it was still... Went to Jaws. I don't think if Jaws won, we don't see the shark. <laughs> Jaws 4, the revenge, the shark is eating an arm oh in the first God, like 30 yeah. seconds of that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah, no, I, the, the... The first Alien movie having taking that long, I was a little like, I was a little worried for Gab's sake that you might find it boring because of that. Uh, I think it works really well with the suspensefulness or whatever. Uh, but as someone who hadn't seen it before, I was worried because I used to work at the video rental store that still exists in my town that I live in, and uh, they. Uh, a couple came in once asking me for a recommendation on a, a scary movie. And I told them to watch alien because I was like, they, they were like very specific about like, I don't want any of that Freddy Krueger shit, you know, just like all this, like they weren't, they didn't want like some, I mean, not, not to badmouth Freddy Krueger. That's not what I'm trying to do, but like, they didn't want like kind of a, you know, ex- expected horror suggestion or whatever. Sure. And they hadn't seen, neither of them had seen alien. So I suggested that, and I was like, couldn't wait for them to come back and tell me, you know, how much, how terrified they were or whatever. And they just came back and told me how boring they thought it was and how slow they thought it was and all this stuff. And I believe, I don't think I said it to their faces, but you know, they left and then the employee that was there with me, I'm like, I'm sorry they didn't have enough explosions for you. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry this isn't Transformers yeah. 3 or whatever, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Well, Gab, let me ask you having not seen it until the year 2023 and having seen plenty of other horror movies and things like that, was this movie scary at all? Like, do you still think alien was a scarier movie? Was it a tame movie? Cause I just watched the exorcist in full like a week ago. And that's known as like the scariest movie ever. And it's like, how many movies have been built yeah. off of that? That by yeah. this point you sort of know all of its tricks. There were still some yeah. scenes that were scary, but I, I was like, I'm not terrified of this now. I watched The Exorcist as a kid and I was like, my mom was like, you're going to shit your pants. You're never no, going to sleep again. No. And I was like, really? I don't know. That was my mom um, showing nothing. Zach and I the Amityville Horror and we laughed at it. Like they showed the gateway to hell downstairs and like, yeah. we were like, huh. Well, also, it should be known that we live, especially you growing up, like not far from that house. Oh, I live really? five minutes away from the Amityville Horror House right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> they just oh, have wow. a sign outside that's like, please don't take a bunch of pictures of our home. <laughs> We've remodeled yeah, really this place; sad. it doesn't even look like I. It. I live like right over there is the Goonies house, uh, and and people are coming there all the time and bothering the people. That, but it's gone through so many owners since I've lived here. You know, I grew up here that uh, it's gone from people that are like, 
get the hell away from my property and like leave me alone because people come there all the time or people that are like come on in let's see the living room and all this stuff <laughs> so i think that's who currently lives there yeah where where do you live uh, Astoria, Oregon is also where oh. the ring, the ring two was filmed. <laughs> Whoa, famous. Yeah. Whoa, the That's very and the ring two. <laughs> and uh, Kindergarten Cop and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three and part Secret of, of Free Oops? Willy. No, I think so. Turtles through time. <laughs> wow. Oh, and uh, oh, oh, God. Short Circuit, the robot 80s movie that nobody yeah. remembers. <laughs> wow. I'm over Stevens here. Is in brown face. Probably, yeah. Yikes. Speaking <laughs> of which, transition, like... wait, aliens. No, Gab, <laughs> Gab's trying to say something. Sorry, Gab, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's not relevant. Brown face, continue. <laughs> oh, yes. Aliens. I love the character of Vasquez. Absolutely fucking love oh, Vasquez. Yeah. I think she's Speaking awesome. of brown face, yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, Played yeah. by Jeanette Goldstein. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a a not-Hispanic person, yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't know this till re pretty recently, and I, I was no shocked. Idea, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. it's the same woman who she's the stepmom in Terminator Two: Judgment Day, and I was like, "That's oh, Vasquez!" Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, that is uh, crazy. James Cameron actors." Yeah, yeah. never would have guessed that. Okay, so to answer your question, did I think it was scary? I I feel like I need <laughs> to start out by explaining my entire life. I have thought that when someone says, "Oh, that movie is really scary," that it meant like you were like really deeply affected, like. Like, I don't Did know. Did I just help you have this breakthrough recently of what a scary yeah. movie is? Yeah, that like <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that you are like not able to sleep that night. It just means that it while you were watching it, you were like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. Um, so my gut is to say no, I wasn't scared. Like it was a movie, it was fine. <laughs> but um, I definitely was subject to the jump scares. I was really excited to see what was gonna happen with the alien um in the original mm -hmm. the sequel not really because the sequel just felt like an action film where it was yeah. like i can't wait to see like what they blow up next and she's got her flamethrower and you know they <laughs> big gun yeah yeah they like <laughs> taped all the guns together and i was like whoa um so i, I know i do love that, that phrasing of it like let's tape all these fucking guns together <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make bigger is, gun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She so, does literally duct tape a gun to another gun, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, she does. I was like, all right, that's one way to do it. Um, So, uh, you know, yeah, I think Alien was definitely more, like, uh, suspenseful. I was definitely a little bit more on the edge of my seat. Um, Whereas in the sequel, I was kind of just, like, along for the ride and, like, ready to see, yeah. you know, who was going to win. But it wasn't – I wasn't nervous or anxious. Was the – were you aware, like – some of the some scenes from both of these movies have been so ingrained in pop culture zeitgeist like the chest burster and stuff like that were there scenes from either of these that you like oh it's this I, i'm aware of that scene or whatever you know uh yes and no i think a lot of the things that were very reminiscent of the thing felt very familiar yeah. and it felt very like oh i can understand like where this maybe came from mm -hmm. um I obviously knew about them coming in through the vents because of that ride from Disney World, which is, yeah. again, like a very common, you know, I'm sure that other people who have never been to Disney are familiar with that. Um, but I don't think there was anything other than the 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 sight of the alien, like the very long head and the mm -hmm. arms like that was very clearly, um, yeah. you know, I've seen that before. But 
it felt a little bit like um, there were no particular scenes where it was like, oh, I've seen this done. But there were definitely things uh, that were happening that felt like, oh, wow, we've 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 taken from this many, many times since its birth. The the Marines in the second one are just like every Halo character, uh, yeah, like the the yeah. the sergeant dude with the cigar in his mouth. That's always he's just Sergeant Johnson from Halo Three. Like he's or I guess he's in all of them. But uh, there I the tropes that have been taken from both of these movies are are countless. I would say in yeah. in many many genres of film since i think like the big one that sticks out to me that is kind of pioneered uh by these is like the set design is so unique and creepy like the 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 ship in the first one and then the like underground slimy tunnel stuff from the second one are both just so like uniquely iconic in my brain as like that is from this movie you know like it doesn't look like any necessarily any other type of i was just watching some video that described uh that like all like sci-fi movies of the time from the first one were so like clean uh you know everything is this bright utopian future even if there's a, a bad guy they're still just like in these very like pristine looking ships and outfits and shooting lasers like at each other one space odyssey or something like yeah. That. yeah or like gab's favorite battlestar galactica um and <laughs> of course <laughs> but that's stuff like that where it's just Even like yeah 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 i mean star Wars, yeah it's got it's like kind of gritty gross planets sometimes but like especially in the first those ships movie, the empire yeah. ships are crystal yeah. clear yeah and whereas this movie is like it's truckers in space and they're they're stepping in shit and they're dripping all over like everything is dirty and gross and and you you, you, it feels lived in and all this stuff and like everything i would say since then has kind of taken that as like even when you like i do a lot of uh cgi visual stuff and you if you made a i don't know a little like droid looking r2d2 thing or something and it's just like now I put the metal texture on it. Then you have to go in and like make it have a bunch of scratches and dents and shit like that before it's like, okay, that looks like a real thing. And I feel like this movie is just a lot of like, how many pipes we got in the warehouse? And let's go to the place and get a bunch of just like random barrels and shit like that. And it's just like, but then when you combine all of that and like water it down every shot it looks very realistic even though you don't know exactly what you're looking at so yeah. i like yeah. that a lot why there chains and water in the space shuttle i don't know but <laughs> there's chains so that the tail of the alien can look like a chain later you know yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i love parker and brett in the first movie as be- as work besties those two yeah. totally like, they feel <laughs> like, like real co-workers. tell her it'll take 17 hours oh it'll be about 25 hours or whatever <laughs> like, it's really good yeah every, every time parker speaks i'm like this guy fucking rocks this guy's <laughs> yeah that's awesome well yeah. i mean there I are limitations but i like it yeah yep. i'm uh, i'm excited to hear some facts yeah fact the it's ones that time. i haven't already said fact me up so we're going to start with our ratings. It, it's interesting because I think at some point we'll have to have a conversation about which one's better and about sequels in general. But Alien on IMDb has an 8.5 out of 10. Aliens has an 8.4 out of 10. Oh, interesting. Close on rates. the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, Alien has a 98% with an average rating of 9.1 out of 10. Aliens 
98% with an average rating of 9.1 out of 10. Oh, man. <laughs> alien... That's just everyone giving both the same rating. <laughs> the alien audience score, 94%, with an average score of 4.4 out of 5. The alien's audience score, tell me if you see it coming, 94%, with an average score of 4.4 out of 5. Jeez. So, Alien was directed by Ridley Scott, who also has gone on to direct Gladiator, Matchstick Men, Blade Runner, and Thelma and Louise. And Aliens, Prometheus. And... <laughs> and a bunch of other Alien stuff that wasn't as good as his first Alien. <laughs> yes. Aliens, directed by James Cameron, who also directed The Abyss, Titanic, and Terminator. Had to go with some more random ones. Mm-hmm. Alien, written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett, who also wrote Total Recall, Return of the Living Dead, Above the Law, and King Kong Lives. I don't know why I included King Kong Lives. I just like the <laughs> King Kong dies. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, written by James Cameron, David Geiler, and Walter Hill, who also wrote Fun with Dick and Jane, Alien 3, Rambo First Blood Part 2, and The Warriors. Wait, so the first Alien... Oh, no. Which one has the same writers as the third one? The guy, one of the guys who wrote Aliens also wrote Alien 3. Okay. I but guess Alien 3 it was adds famously up. mismanaged by the studio and yes. mandated into a whole different thing. An entire other episode that we probably won't do because it's not a movie to watch before you die. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth nominating, yes. Although no. I was like, should I rewatch that too? And I, I opted Well, now it. I want to watch the rest of them after because I, I, it's. I never do it as like a marathon like that, but I, I've, I'm sitting there like I own all of them. I should just, <laughs> wa- I should just watch the next one. But I'm like, no, I can't. I'm gonna pollute my memory of the first two if I watch the third one before. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Disney Ireland has <laughs> Alien Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good to know. Alien stars Sigourney Weaver, who we already told you a bunch of stuff that she's from. Tom Skerritt, who plays Dallas, who you might know from Top Gun, Contact. Or that episode of Law and Order SVU where he's the racist judge. <laughs> oh, really his most course. famous role. Yeah. It's a really good episode where he's like, I thought they were good mothers. That's why I was only letting uh, the white mothers who killed their kids go. Uh, oh, episode. no. Good episode. Dallas, what have you done? <laughs> John Hurt as Kane, who you might know from The Elephant Man, Snowpiercer and Hellboy. Veronica Cartwright as Lambert, who you might know from The Witches of Eastwick, The Birds, and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. John Hurt Stanton. also in V for Vendetta as big, uh, big brother looking head man on giant screen. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. V for Vendetta, not as good as I, I don't think it's that good. I think it's fun. It's overrated, but it's not bad. Anyway, Harry <laughs> uh, Dean Stanton as Brett, who you might know from the Green Mile, Twister, but not that one that you're thinking of, and Red Dawn. <laughs> Is it because he's, he's twists again? <laughs> Well, he's in a movie called Twister, and I was like, he's in Twister? Because I've seen Twister. And no, Bill Paxton's movie... in Twister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, See, I told you. It's like eight years earlier, and it's just a random movie called Twister that he's like the star of. I was like, oh, okay. Strange. The IMDb misled me hard for a minute, because I was looking yeah. at it, staring at it, like, why wouldn't Bill Paxton be first on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where else? Yafet Koto is Parker. You might know from Live and Let Die, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Homicide, Life on the Street, Ian Holm as Ash. I don't, I, I'm done listing what people are from. And in home, Bidejo. Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Uh, Balaji Badejo <laughs> was the guy in the, the suit. He's the famous guy. Yeah. Ooh. Aliens. Aliens. Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bean, who we already talked about what he's from. Lance Henriksen as Bishop, who you might know from The Quick and the Dead, Alien vs. Predator, Near Dark and Pumpkinhead. Paul Reiser as Burke, <laughs> who you might know from Stranger Things, Mad About You and Beverly Hills Cop. And also you got Bill Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein, uh, Mark Ralston, and Carrie Henn, who played Newt. In her only Gab, do you watch do you watch Stranger Things? 
I watched the first season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the I think it's the third, second or third season where the Burke guy shows up. And as soon as he showed up, I'm like, ah, don't trust this guy. It's Burke. <laughs> <He can laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, spoiler alert, he's he's not a douchebag. You're like, oh, oh that's not yeah, good. he's he's actually a good guy. Yeah. He seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alien nominated for an Academy Award for Best Set Decoration and Art Direction and won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. They the Academy said, but not for the head on the table and not for the end. <laughs> Honestly. Aliens nominated for Academy Awards for Best Lead Actress for Sigourney Weaver, Best Art Direction and Set Decoration, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, and Best Sound. And it won Academy Awards for Best Visual Effects and Best Sound Effect Editing. We didn't talk at all about the music in either of these movies. And I want it. I don't think it's the same person. I'm a terrible person for not remembering. Uh, Between the two movies? It's Jerry Goldsmith in the second one. Jerry right? Goldsmith is the first. James first Horner one. is the okay, second. Okay. I, I was going to mix those up. But either way, both amazing composers. I would say that the first one, you barely notice the music. It's barely there. It's supposed to yeah. be very creepy uh, in that way. And then the second one is all about the music. Like there's the music almost never stops. Uh, all yeah. the snare drum stuff going on with the military vehicle is driving through. I, I think my least favorite part, I'm just going to keep this quick, but the, my least favorite part about the music in the second one is that unlike the first one where when the alien is is coming up and going to murder somebody, there's either no music or it's very minimal and very creepy and very like gets under your skin versus in Aliens, it the, here's here comes an alien, the trumpet's... Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know it's the alien. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yes, I agree. Apparently, I've also seen that James Horner, who did the music for the second one, was apparently under like a huge time crunch and sort yeah. of just like reused what he had done he for did. a Star Trek yes. movie he made. Yes. Yeah. The, especially the very end with the nuclear like that's all that I'm pretty sure that is from like Star Trek five or six or, or something five, yeah wow. it's it's like exactly the same thing <laughs> damn yeah okay yeah. <laughs> where was i uh let's get to some numbers alien had a budget of 11 million dollars and grossed 106 million worldwide damn aliens budget of 18 and a half million grossed 131 million dollars worldwide like the movies are very similar in in the successes yeah. that they were yeah uh the critics consensus for alien a modern classic alien blends science fiction, horror, and bleak poetry into a seamless whole. Aliens. Okay. While Alien was a marvel of slow building, atmospheric tension, Aliens packs a much more visceral punch and features a typically strong performance from Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Typical of because of these movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, I cut down the number of reviews I have. Uh, so for Alien, Roger Ebert gave it four stars. Ridley Scott's 1979 movie is a great original. For Aliens, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars. The ads for Aliens claims that this movie will frighten you as few movies have. And for once, the ads don't lie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, for Alien, Dave Kerr, an empty-headed horror movie with nothing to recommend it beyond the disco-inspired art direction and some handsome, if gimmicky, cinematography. Which... Just surprised. Han handsome if gimmicky wow. is is how I describe myself often. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Gene Siskel on Aliens. Count me out of the fan club for this one. Ooh. Okay. Oh. 
But hey, both of them liked Batman Mask of the Phantasm, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yes. Yes, <we> <laughs> well, I, I'm I know that we're past the opinions. I wanted to toss in that like I was no. just listening. I'm, I'm only like halfway through your Lovely Bones episode, okay. um, but I, I had a very similar experience in that I watched that in my, I think it was my very first film class where it, I remember it being pretty good and then watched it again later and like, oh, this isn't very good kind of a thing yeah. like you guys had. And I think that a lot of my joy from both of these alien movies comes from you know, seeing them as a kid and being scared shitless and then getting more and more interested in the lore of this universe and, and what comes next and how it all intertwines and who is the company and what does everyone, you know, all this stuff. And just in watching these a dozen, you know, several dozen times <laughs> each sense and that being like part of my, I don't know, being at this point, like I have an alien queen pop figure right next to me off screen there. There's no, uh, which is means nothing. Cause everyone has pop figures of everything, but <laughs> there's, there, there's, there's a definite, I, I can understand people watching these as adults and just going like, I don't see what the big deal is to a certain extent, but I'm very glad that Gab, I know we haven't gotten to the verdict, but it seems that she has enjoyed the, both of these for the most part and it's, it makes it makes me happy so. we'll see i guess I have to yeah. gavin Corey's cat sally is desperately trying to get onto the laptop it's like, <laughs> we have true. to talk about jonesy, jonesy up, James, we haven't gotten to this part yet yeah <laughs> she like she wants to press the button so bad yeah. uh all right do we want to hear some fun facts sure yes. okay but if they're not fun i quit <laughs> everything's okay. fun about xenomorphs uh... Uh, these fun facts are specifically for alien it was the concept artist ron cobb who came up with the idea that the alien should bleed acid this came about when writer dan, dan o'bannon ran into a wall with the screenplay and how to handle the last half of the movie because he had no reason for why the crew members don't just shoot this thing and kill it mm -hmm. mm. um which i, I mean, do I love also... in the second one once they have guns they're like yeah. we're gonna shoot the fuck out of this thing and like several people are like ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy that gets two faced in the and right and they're just leave him. He's gone. Or like he's there's no way. And yeah, yeah that whole she's thing, like yeah. he could still get on the ship. But it's like I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, to get Jones the cat to react fearfully to the alien, a German shepherd was placed in front of Jones. Oh, it says oh. placed in front of him. So Jones okay. was a boy cat. <laughs> a screen was between the two, so the cat wouldn't see it at first, and the screen was suddenly removed to make Jones stop advancing and start hissing. <laughs> <laughs> wow poor German i was shepherd. wondering what they had to do to make that happen without like hurting the cat so that's nice <laughs> um, hurting it emotionally but yeah <laughs> hr geiger did the designs for the xenomorph and you know the creature itself mm -hmm. uh he he at first when he did the first illustration had eyes on the alien and then for the movie it was like no no eyes don't do it that's a mistake yeah huh. there's like a it would look uh, way worse with eyes yeah i think it's like a a um what do you call it when you do like a, like a mold or whatever of a human skull as the base Underneath of the, it, yeah. yeah. And then there are like a, like two shots in the movie where there's like a light behind the alien to enough where if you look really closely, you can kind of see like the sockets of where the eyes would be, but it's in darkness so often that you don't see that. And then every alien movie sense has just done away with that completely. Like it's, it's, it's a black dome. There's no eyes. Yeah, I don't feel like <laughs> so, you can yeah. see that at all anyway. 
The dead face hugger that Ash autopsies was made using fresh shellfish, four oysters, and a sheep kidney. Filming had to be done quickly yeah. because it would go bad very fast under studio lights. Ew. Yeah, d- disgusting looking. That sounds <laughs> Yeah. Ridley Scott answering anyone who might question why Ripley goes back for Jones. Would I go back for my dogs? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I agree. Right, Sally, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh my god you bitch <laughs> you bitch and i don't know sally i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, this is a, a piece of ridley scott commentary from the quadrilogy box set on sigourney weaver sigourney refused to pull up her panties and shave at all we had to pay someone in 1979 something like five thousand dollars to airbrush out all her minge hair on every oh single god. cell of film it took weeks Oh I, my wow. god. Wow. All right. <laughs> Which I will say, I haven't seen that back before I watched the movie. Maybe pay an uncomfortable amount of attention to Sigourney Weaver's flash. <laughs> like, can I see where they airbrushed? And I was like, no, not really. Well, now I'm going to be, yeah, trying to, yeah. Wow. I mean, I the, I did think in that moment that that was the only, because we we're talking about the like, oh, this was written for anybody and you didn't have to be a woman and all this stuff. That was the only part that stuck out to me as like, Oh, we had to put her in her underwear in the movie somewhere. Like, was this really necessary? I agree. I was expecting her to take her top off. I was like, oh, here come the unsolicited tits. Yep. Well, there is a version of the movie. And there was a written scene that they talked about doing, I guess, where Ripley was going to be stark naked for the fight against the xenomorph at the end. And (laughs) the xenomorph would have a sexual attraction to her. Shut up. See, Gab, there were so many worse versions of the end of this movie. It feels like somebody was like, hey, you know what? What if we did that? And the rest of the room was like, why? Why There's just one guy in the corner. What if the alien fucked the lady? I don't (laughs) think so. Okay, well, that's fine. What about in this scene if the alien fucked the lady? (laughs) Somebody got um, that by the time they get to like Alien 3 was like, can the alien fuck the lady in this one? They're like, fine, (laughs) fine. Guys, guys, listen. If the alien fucks the lady, <laughs> yeah. we'll sell we're going to make so much money. Yeah. <laughs> we got some aliens facts now. In the original script, and they did shoot this and delete the scene, when Ripley is rescuing Newt, she encounters Burke cocooned. He mm-hmm. claims that he can feel the chestburster inside him and ask for help, and Ripley gives him a grenade to blow himself up with and moves on. That's in the second one, yeah. Yes. There, there's scenes in both that are deleted, yeah, where... She finds someone <laughs> cocooned and says, ah, sorry, bye. <laughs> yeah, we totally don't need that. I'm very happy with like the end of yeah, work. We just yeah. see him like face to face with an alien. And it's yes. Like, oh, yeah. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Satisfying. Yeah. So uh, Bishop, when he's doing the knife trick in the beginning of the movie, Lance Henriksen is actually moving a knife between his and Bill Paxton's hands, but the footage is sped up. So if you look at the Obviously. shots, where you can see everyone else. You can see their heads moving like super fast and things like that. Yeah, I, it's, did think I think that that's the, poorly done. Yeah, that was a little weird. I I mean, I don't know how else you would have done it at that time, but the the shots of Bill Paxton going like, ah, uh, are just so clearly like being fast forwarded with him saying it, ADRing the line over the top. That was just like, yes. like, <laughs> yeah, like you could have at least thought yeah. about it until I read this fact. And then when you go back and watch it in the wide shots, you're looking at everyone else. Yeah. But I think normally the. The shots do a great job focusing you on the hand and on the knife that you're not noticing it as much. But if you yeah. guys both noticed it like very bluntly, then yeah, not good. Oh, enough. I noticed it. I noticed it even in the shot of the knife where it was like, yeah. it was like regular speed and then a little faster and then like, da, 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 da. it was like, this is, it just looks sped up. It doesn't look like he's moving faster. It looks like the same tempo played faster. Uh, this is from an interview in 1986, Sigourney Weaver on the possibility of an alien three. 
It took someone as talented and crazy as Jim Cameron to come up with a story that was as good as the first one. I'd be surprised if it could happen again. I have a feeling if it happened again, that Newt would have grown up, the little girl, and that she would be the one to go off and carry the gun through space. Mm. And when Alien 3 did come out, they said, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) Is it Sigourney Weaver again in the third? It is Sigourney Weaver again in the third and the fourth. first, fourth, yeah. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. This is the highlight of her career. (laughs) Well, she made a lot of money from these. That's that's the only reason she kept coming back is because they were like, want a bunch more money? Notably, yeah. it was a long time between the third and fourth one, and she was very like, "I really don't want to do this." Like, <laughs> yeah. I, the, we, this, you're, they're getting worse every time, and blah blah blah, and 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 I don't, I think it was probably a Harrison Ford style. Well, what if we give you a billion dollars? She's like, "All right, fine," kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah. I think even to come back for Aliens, she was paid a million dollars, which was like the highest salary a woman had ever. Yeah, there. Movie. I think. Half those people in the first one got like. A she got thirty-five thousand like dollars for the first yeah, a tens of thousands at, at most or something. Or yeah. you're looking back at that and you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Cameron is the first voice we hear in Aliens. Going bio readouts are in the green. Looks like she's alive. Mm. Mm. The alien queen was a puppet that took fourteen to sixteen people to operate. Yep. Um, it is all over. Lance Henriksen is milk and yogurt after he has spittled up. <laughs> Which apparently stank, and no one wanted to be near him. (laughs) And he never complained about. Lance, can you just lie halfway in the floor with a bunch of yogurt on here for seven hours? Yeah. Uh, Carrie Hen, who played Newt, is a teacher today for fourth grade. Yeah, I think this is her only acting credit or something. Yeah, Yeah. sure is. And the last one, which was like sort of a rumor that I'd always heard that I was able to find James Cameron actually sing. I had lunch with a big shot producer when I was about to start Aliens who said, it's a no win for you. If the movie's good, Ridley Scott mm. will get the credit. If it's bad, it's all you. It's a career ender. I said, yeah, but I like it. I was maybe a dumbass fanboy, but I could see it so clearly in my head that I just had to go make it. And yes, it's true. I was in a meeting with the studio head and executive producers. I turned my script over and on the blank side of the first, last page, I wrote Alien. Then I drew an S on the end. Then I drew two vertical lines through the S and held it up to show them. <laughs> like that is such an yep. iconic story that i feel yep. like i've heard a billion times of him just being like alien z money, money. Yeah. Like, yeah they're like, they're like well and- you're right yeah <laughs> yeah that's great now that you've made it through all my facts before you get to hear james's verdict gab's verdict or my verdict you got to hear some fucking mail you do now james shut up and don't say anything until we're done with the mail section quiet quiet don't you try it Mail time! When you control the mail, you control information. Mom asked me to ask you if there's any mail for us here by mistake. What? First, we have a comment for Scotty Cameron on The Jerk. Funny thing about Renfield is that I saw the DVD of the movie at Barnes & Noble the other day, and I thought, oh yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. I didn't buy it because I at least want to see a movie before owning the physical copy. Instead, I bought Snowden and White Pony by Deftones. I know what Snowden is. I don't know the latter. I... I continue to find it hilarious that Scotty Cameron listens to our podcast as if it's a conversation between the three of us and just like writes in like, oh, I've been meaning to do that. You know what I mean? Like I and I am not being facetious. I love it. I love it because I know I do that same shit on some podcasts, too, where like as I'm listening, I'm like, let me jot this down so I can write. In a comment. <laughs> right. Um, it's too good. What was I going to say? Renfield is the same thing where like if I'm on Peacock once in a while which is rare because it's Peacock and there's really not that much to get me over there. But 
I will see Renfield and I'm like, oh yeah, we were going to watch that. And then I click away. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, Is, is the office on Peacock? It is. Okay. I so have... you're going to have to give me your Peacock login because I can't watch the office and it is ruining my life. See, you say that I think Peacock ruined my office life because I got to tell you, Giselle and I used to go to sleep watching the office. We used to eat, breathe the office. And once of they dragged course. on to Peacock, it, it really one we didn't have peacock for a long time so it was just like they let it drain out of us and then they were like you want more right and i'm like no you you convinced me away from it look what you've done here's the other thing that kills me i don't want to have to choose what episode to watch i want it to like be on shuffle like like a la comedy central sort of like if you just turn on cable (laughs) yeah but i don't want to pay for cable i pay for too many other things I'm, at some point, these streaming services are going to start to break down and we're just going to have like basically cable providers where it's just like yeah. Netflix and Hulu are joined into. Well, probably not them because they're juggernauts, but Netflix, Peacock and Paramount Plus are all one thing that you can pay $60 a month for now. And it's like, yeah. I basically have cable now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I miss cable. I genuinely miss cable. I had YouTube TV for a little while. That was cool. Um, But it's very expensive. And again, it's just cable, whereas like. You still need Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I really want to watch The Office. Um. Also, RIP Matthew Perry. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not a big friends guy, but still very sad. He was very I'm, young. He was so young. He was my favorite on Friends. I do love Friends. Not as much as I love The Office. Um. Like, I don't, I don't feel the need to watch it the way that I feel the need to watch The Office. But like the other day I went on YouTube and I turned on Jim proposing to Pam and I was like, it just like, it was like straight to the vein. You know what I mean? I feel like I see random Office clips all the time and I, I just cannot believe how great that show is. Friends so never perfect. really does it for me. Like, I feel like for Zach, that's his version of The Office because he doesn't get The Office at all. And anytime I scroll like through reels and I see that clip of Michael Scott going, and then she ate yo ho, no, no. <laughs> and he's like so serious and emotional about it, gets me every time. It's so good. Um, Zach doesn't get the office. No, it does nothing for him. That's that shocking to me because I feel like it's that sense of humor is like right up his alley. Yeah, I feel like he likes Parks and Rec more, if anything, and he hasn't really watched that either. Yeah, I like Parks and Rec. I'm okay with Parks and Rec. I think I like. For me, it goes The Office, then 30 Rock, then Parks and Rec. Oh, of those three, 30 Rock is like way at the bottom for me. Not that I like really? actively dislike it. I just never, I watched a lot of it and I just wasn't like huge into it. Yeah. I really, really, really love Tracy Morgan. I think he just steals the show. He does nothing for me. Wow. Which That's obviously so explains my, my 30 Rock feelings because yeah. each time Tracy Morgan is on the screen, I'm like, <sighs> wow yeah. i can understand somebody being like he's the same every time because he kind of is do you ever watch the last og probably not if you don't like no. him okay um i don't actively wow. seek out tracy morgan yeah that's okay yeah. um very interesting the cat is on the fucking counter sorry um is the cat not allowed on the counter you know i don't know i mean i feel like the cat here's the problem the cat is not, we never made it a rule that the cat's not allowed on the counter, but the cat started going on the counter without asking for permission. And I think that's where I get upset. Did she ever ask permission? No, she didn't. And she like, well, she'll get into bed and her undercarriage is wet. And we're like, why the fuck are you wet? And First it's because she all, went in the sink. 
I've never heard someone describe a part of a cat as the undercarriage. <laughs> it's the undercarriage. Have you checked your cat's transmission? <laughs> <laughs> she did. Might be the, the carburetor. Listen, the water pump is going on this cat. You got too many miles on it. <laughs> Honestly, you can re oh replace it now and wait for it to break down. But it's going to be a mess if you wait. The, the head gasket on this cat is just waiting to blow. It's just made me think of our old cat possum, who I don't know if I've told the story before, was actively peeing on my mom in bed every night. And my mom <laughs> was going to put down the cat and the cat was like, so I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> cat was like, heard, done. Fix that water pump right up. Got the oil changed. Good to go. <laughs> yep. I had a couple more miles on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, Scotty Cameron. Yes. Let's move on to the next Scotty Cameron coming. Uh, at I even better than Scotty having a conversation with us is when he gives us time codes to things we don't remember what we said <laughs> and are not gonna look back at. Let's see if I remember what I said. Thirty-five minutes and forty-four seconds of the jerk. In fairness, I was just concurring with Dylan saying I don't want the gossip quote shoved down my throat, and that it is much worse living in the heart of the chief's kingdom. Oh, I guess this is Van Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's a habit I have to express agreement on a topic, no matter how small the subject is, the grant in the grand scheme of things. To quote the Dutch businessman from Hostel, it's in my nature. I mean, you didn't really need to quote somebody to just say it's in your yeah. nature. Yeah. <laughs> to quote okay. to quote the band, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the this music or genre film isn't for me idea is something I wish I could grasp was something I wish I understood in my teen years because I remember one of my unhinged social media rants from high school was about the music I noticed other Facebook friends listening to on Spotify. The joys of using Facebook since sixth grade. 38 minutes and 57 seconds. I was using friend more colloquially to mean acquaintance. I guess this is about the person you follow, how they were unhinged. Yeah. By the way, I did send Dylan an example of them being unhinged. And Dylan, what was the verdict? It was pretty unhinged. It's <laughs> it, unhinged. Was a, it was a bit unhinged. They were going it is, on. It is unhinged as fuck. And I love it. I'm I appreciate it. the popping off. Yes. It's fun to watch other people be unhinged. Oh, yeah. I will say, Scotty, I was just like you two. I was on Facebook in 12th grade or on MySpace. And I guess I was less unhinged online and more unhinged actively at people in real life being like, how could you listen to that? You're so uncool. You know what sucks? Fall Out Boy. I probably said that to Gab at some point when we were kids. Like, you listen to Fall Out Boy? Fall Boy's so dumb. You should listen to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> like, I That is a direct quote. And I can recall being in the playroom and you saying that. <laughs> yeah. No question. I'm better now than I was then. I believe, wasn't your favorite Rolling Stones song, Painted Black? It still is. Still yeah. is in my emo heart. I have actually played, when I used to work for Cycle Bar, I used to play a cover of that song by Sierra. Like Russell Wilson's Sierra? I don't know. Like, like my goodies, not my goodies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You more famously know her for music. I'm like married to a football player, Sierra. <laughs> oh, I didn't know she was married to a football player. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has this unbelievable, like very powerful cover of Painted Black. I cannot recommend it enough. Give it a listen. You have to send this to me. I will not actively remember this. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'm going to send it to you right fucking now. If I texted you right now, would you promise not to open it? Yes. Why would I open it right now? We're recording now. True. Okay. You were busy. Anyway, okay. go on. And we got one more comment from Scotty Cameron, who thank goodness is having a conversation with us because no one else is. Where are y'all at? Honestly. Um, Scotty Cameron said, the Alien franchise is one of my favorite horror movie franchises. Really, Scott's Alien and James Cameron's Aliens are two of the best sci-fi horror movies of all time. And I'm glad that James Strecker from the Watchtower database is coming on to discuss them. 
I'm not just saying that because the last names of the directors of the double feature are Scott and Cameron. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I did not connect that. Me neither. No relation. To fulfill my Saw reference or mention quota for Jamie, I will just say I recently watched Saw X and I loved it. I'd highly recommend, especially to anyone who has seen the Saw movies. See, I didn't reference Hostel to avoid referencing Saw or a misdirect from Saw. I will also recommend a movie I randomly watched over the weekend. Um, it wasn't like great or mind blowing, but it was a lot of fun. Totally killer on Prime Video. Okay. Yeah, she goes back in time to stop these murders that happened 30 years ago and her mom from getting murdered 35 years later. It's kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Is it a movie to watch before you die? Uh, I wouldn't recommend it now if I was like, I should bring it on the podcast. It was so good. Like it, it was, it was very solid. I thought about it. I did a little bit like, but it's not that good. The reason like literally she's like, her friend happens to be working on a time machine so she can go back in time. I was like, well, that's really stupid. But the rest of this movie yeah. is a lot of fun. So I like, yeah, I gave it a pass for funness, not for movie to watch before you die. Okay, that's fair. You got to have those every so often. Now let's find out if these two movies are movie to watch before you die. How about that? All right, that's fine. James, you can remove the duct tape from your mouth. Do or do not. There is no try. The guilty will be punished. Sentence. James, you're the guest, so I feel like he should go first, right? Let's go, James. Yeah, I'm going okay, last. So what am I supposed to say here? What? It... <laughs> well, Whether I think it's is, a movie to watch before you die. Not a movie yeah. to watch before you die, and I feel like I mean, I'm gonna say honest. I'm gonna say yes to both, but for very different reasons. Uh, like I, I definitely think Alien is is an iconic horror slasher thriller, whatever you want to call it, film that has done so much for that genre and for sci-fi and all sorts of stuff uh that it, if you haven't seen it it is a crime uh aliens i also another movie to watch before you die but just because it's it's a hell of a lot of fun i think like it, there are so many bill paxton has so many great lines in it uh that keep you kind of like lifted out of the funk a little bit like you know, everyone's so depressed and worried and all this stuff. And then he'll be like, we're going to fucking die, man. And you're like, okay, everything, you know, I, I, I can sympathize with that. And that's kind of funny and I'm back in it and whatever. Uh, and it's just a very, like, it's kind of a not guilty pleasure. Just, I just enjoy watching it. Uh, but whereas alien, I wouldn't just put on cause like, oh yeah, I love this movie. I have to be like in the right mindset and, and, and prepared for a two and a half hour, you know, whatever it is amount of time <laughs> spent going where's the thing oh god or whatever yeah but i think they're both very brilliant films in their own way and that they both deserve to be seen by all yeah the end film <laughs> good closing statement i will say i think both are movies to watch before you die so i think our first double feature is a rousing success <laughs> um, i would probably say they're both too good to be on this podcast if not for james coming on specifically to talk <laughs> oh why <laughs> oh i think they're both obvious to me uh oh sure i think they're obviously movies to watch before you die the fact that gab hasn't seen it also was like oh well let's fucking do it anyway gab hasn't yeah. seen the goonies so i keep itching to be like let's put that on the podcast you know not a good movie anyway <laughs> uh, i'll say they're both movies watch before you die but i'm also going to say i think this is the very rare case where i think the sequel is even better than the original and maybe it's just that i like that type of movie better but i think from a practical effects standpoint it's it's like technically perfect and it mm -hmm. it does the sequel thing of 
it, you can sometimes tear your hair out when you think of sequels just saying like, well, let's just do it bigger. Do everything more. Yeah. Because sometimes that's a fucking mistake. And in this movie, it works. Every single thing works. Um, Both are great, though. But I, I will say I think the sequel is even better. Well, well, well. <laughs> I want to start by saying that... Um, Look at her. She's drunk on power right now. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I really am. I Let's have the floor. <laughs> now, you listen to me. Um, I think if it weren't for the thing, I think the thing walked so Alien could run. I'll say that to start out mm. with. And I think if I hadn't had the experience that I had with the thing, poor Dylan getting red in the face, I may not have appreciated Alien as much as I did. However... I do think the thing that Alien did brilliantly was um, feature a monster that we could not get away from and that mm. we couldn't really see very well up until, of course, that last scene where we saw way too much of it. <laughs> yeah. So for those reasons, I was very invested. I really enjoyed it. And I do think that that is a movie to watch before you die. Aliens. I appreciated immediately because it felt more like a modern movie. It felt like an action movie. It felt like it had a very clear trajectory. I trust James Cameron. I knew it was going to be exciting. Um, however, I think if it didn't have the tie to Alien, like if it were a standalone movie, I don't know that I would have liked it as much. Um I think it was a really good like reboot of that character. I think it was a really good sort of like chapter two. I really loved, like I said earlier, that it picked right up where Alien left off. So it didn't feel like, how are we going to like, you know, why all of a sudden are we revisiting this? Um, but at the end of the movie, when we turned it off, I believe I said out loud, that was way more fun. So mm. I appreciated them both for two very different reasons. Yeah. Um, I will probably never watch either of them again, but <laughs> I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say, yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> you know, I had my hand hovering over the womp, 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 womp wow. button because I was thinking you weren't, because <laughs> yeah. you're like, on the other hand, aliens also, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, step yeah, yeah. On, let me just say Alien 3. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alien Resurrection, which is the fourth one, is a, is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. It is not a good movie at all, but it is just a yeah, I don't know, put on schlocky stupid movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody has them. Did you yeah. like Hicks or Newt at all? And were you glad to see them survive the movie? I didn't give a shit about Newt. I'm going to be totally honest <laughs> don't, with you. Don't In do fact, <laughs> I was a little like can like this kid is really fucked like by the end when she fell through the thing and yeah. then she was under there and the alien was i was like this kid has just been nothing but fucking trouble like enough <laughs> I, I, I don't understand See, to her she probably feels the same way about them she's like i was surviving fine when you fucker showed up yeah yeah um and then who was the other person you were asking me about hicks, hicks. yeah which one is hicks michael again? bean the like father figure ish nice soldier man the only other oh, guy to oh. survive <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 I liked him. I liked him. He was handsome. He was you know, brave. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan you know. is breathing in to tell you something. Like, I know exactly where he's going with this. Alien 3, <laughs> which is a horrendous sequel, immediately starts with them dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're, they their dead. sleep pods failed. They're dead. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> There's like no reason for it. They're yeah, just like, no. we want Ripley back, but with no ties. She, they're gone. Get rid of them. Yeah. Oh. That's alarming. Um, very real sad. Bad, Gab. Don't watch any of the other alien movies. Prometheus, I spent like 
two days researching like, no, 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 the movie had to make sense. I'm just stupid. No. After two days, and Giselle being like, why are you doing this to yourself? You got to stop. Stop researching this movie. I'm begging you. I finally realized I was like, she's right. I'm not dumb. The movie's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Dylan. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Um, Awesome. Well, yeah, you guys, I, I appreciate having been put in a position where I was able to watch these uh, logistically, yes. this double feature thing. I'm not sure we're ever going to do it again. But no, uh, no problem. I'm glad to create a, an issue for you. Yeah, yeah, that was my weekend for sure, but not to uh, not to my detriment. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. Dill, tell the people where to find us. Well, if you look in the link tree below in the description, you can find us there. But let's talk about where you can find James Strecker who yeah. has to jump on the Batwagon podcast on the Pod Tower YouTube, YouTube channel and on YouTube. his other YouTube channel is TubGirl.com. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> James, why don't you say where you're from? Because I can't yeah, say YouTube. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Watchtower Database on YouTube. That's our, our DC Animated Universe YouTube channel. I'm sure Gab will watch all the videos. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, youtube.com slash watchtower database. Uh, yes, the jump on the Batwagon podcast, uh, where I'm showing my buddy Brian the entire DCAU for the first time. Uh, it's a lot of fun because he is not really a big superhero fan. Uh, like he likes Marvel stuff more than DC, but he, you know, grew up with the X Men cartoon and stuff. So me showing him a bunch of Batman and Superman stuff, it, it's very fun to pick apart the episodes and, and see what he, much like my experience, like watching, oh, what did Gab think of Alien? I want to know what Gab thought of Alien. It's very similar to my experience with Brian every podcast. Like, oh, did he like this one? Did he think it was stupid? Oh, he's pointing out stuff that I'd never noticed was stupid. And that is stupid, you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah it's That's a lot awesome. of fun. I'm um, glad you have not gone to a point with Brian like I have, where you show a thing you love and wait for it to be shot on. <laughs> well, I'm ex I'm look I'm expecting it at some point because I mean he did you know, all so far all the stuff that I've been like this is the really good episode or the really good movie or whatever he's agreed on, but I'm not looking forward to having some kind of like Brian. Oh God, no! How could you? <laughs> how could you think <laughs> that? You know, which is yeah. I would say. Uh, you know, while I'm sitting here promoting myself, I would say I really enjoy listening to this podcast, mostly because of that aspect between the two of you, where either like one of you will have this movie that means so much to you, and the other one is just like, how the fuck could you ever enjoy <laughs> this movie? I I did want to at some point while I was here, and here we are at the end. But I wanted to mention my personal cat in the hat experience, which was uh, that we had in middle school. We had this thing called Yes Day, which was if you got really good grades, then you got to go on some sort of cool field trip. Uh, and the, the we for a while we were doing stuff like go to the beach, or we were going to go to the, to there's a museum in Portland that's like this really cool science museum and all this stuff. And all of the trips were like very exciting. And at some point, I think they realized this is really unfair to the like five students that don't get to go to this because there's just like the weird, like quiet druggy kids that don't <laughs> go on the yes day trip. And it's really like a bummer to just see them wandering the school and, and looking back on it. Yeah, that is a very strange choice to make or whatever. But the final, I'm pretty sure the final yes day before they made that call to cut it was we went to go see the cat in the hat. And <laughs> that was, I think, partially influenced by the fact that it was a, it was like a last second. We can't think of anything better to do. Let's send them to the cat in the hat. 
I was just not having a good time. And, <laughs> and so whatever Gav was like, Oh yeah, well, this is a wonderful movie. My friends and I quoted it all the time and I was just like, Oh no. <laughs> but then that's the, that's like the best part to just listen to you guys like argue about how you could, how could you possibly think this way or whatever? And it's, I think for a while, I was like, oh man, Gab, how can you have these opinions also? But then it came to a point where I'm like hoping that you have a, a to me, bad opinion about something so that Thank Dylan you. can go like, what? How could, ah! <laughs> and just Thank hear you. Dylan get really upset about something. So. I'm the <laughs> hard one to hide my disdain for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did a good job though. Thank you, I appreciate that. I feel like in fairness, at the end of the day, it's entertainment and we are yeah. out here entertaining people. And, you know, like I, I never I never lie about my feelings on something, but I definitely will embellish. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and if I can embellish and make Dylan upset, I've won <laughs> two for two. Well, she wins you know? often. I, I will do. say I respect the hell out of the fact that Gab has suggested movies on here and has then been like, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> Just this kidding. Is not yeah. Yeah. Lovely Bones yeah. is bad, actually. Yeah. Like the to me will not be like like I would have if I had nominated Lovely Bones, I would have done my best to be like, it is a movie to watch before you die. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I would have tried yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you gotta know when to hold them, you gotta know when to fold them, right? <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, James, thank all you right. so much for coming on. This is Yeah, has been thank awesome. you for having me. Our one and only double feature. And yes. uh, <laughs> I believe next Don't blame week you. we've got another exciting episode coming out too. So stay tuned. Ooh, I will. Thank you. This is clearly, clearly an important species we're dealing with. And I don't think that you or I or anybody has the right to arbitrarily exterminate them. Come on. Yeah, watch us. Hey, maybe you haven't been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal.